Hello, welcome to Spotlight. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening we hear about a new project which aims to bring a wealth of cross-cultural musical experience and education to the island. Hear how some northern players are performing at sea in America. And speak to this year's recipients of the Ros Kelly Bursary for Young Musicians. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to. Yes, put in the spotlight poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, film, mime, all the others. Email spotlight at manxradio.com or howardkane at manxradio.com. I don't care which you use, but do do it. First off, earlier this year, you might have been lucky enough to see the Harmony Chorus from Bangalore, India, at a concert at the Peel Centenary Centre. During their visit to the island in August as part of the Island Choir Festival, their director was Sandra Oberoi, and their visit included workshops where the Harmony Choir and the Cathedral Choir, along with the Gothic Choir in Peel, explored different musics and cultures and got together and generally had a great time. It's hoped this can be built on in 2024, but in the meantime, Sandra and husband Ryan are now on the Isle of Man, to set up an international educational facility under the Harmony brand name. They dropped into the Spotlight studio to tell me more. I began by asking Sandra if their move had come off the back of the choir's visit in the summer. I'd like to think that we've always been thinking of going international at Harmony, but then, like Ryan and I would agree on this, we came to the island and, well, it just took us this visit, right? And something else that I've been doing over the past couple of months is talking with several um, music directors, musicians, uh, administrators across the island as to what the need might be. And something that's popped up over and over again is perhaps opportunities for CPD, for teachers here on the island, or opportunities for cross-collaboration. And when we brought... I mean, let me go back to a little bit, uh, perhaps May in this year, when we did something called the Harmony Summer Vocal Intensive. Now, this is something that happens every year. At the Harmony Summer Vocal Intensive, we had teachers across the world tuning in to offer their expertise, vocal expertise, to um, intermediate to advanced music students, as well as teachers and choral directors. But I also invited Chloe Woolley from the Culture Van and, and Mandy Griffin to bring in their expertise and be a part of this um, group that taught. And so I saw that there was so much to take away from that experience where because of offering these different ideas, you know, Chloe spoke about Manx music and culture. Well, people who came to attend, the attendees, had no idea where what is Manx music and culture? Where is the Isle of Man? And that really got us thinking about, well, people need to know. And sometimes all it takes is just making ideas like this or making sessions like this accessible. Mm -hmm. And so we grew that into bringing students to come here. So the Harmony Chorus is a choir that I've been directing since 2011, although I started a music school in India since 2008, the choir's been doing a lot of music programs since 2011. And we've 
already done international trips but then i decided we've been thinking about bringing them to the isle of man but then it was that's it we, it was solidified the idea of bringing them here because again where is the isle of man oh my goodness you've got to see the isle of man and your own background then sort of you were here on the isle of man now of course but what's your own background when it comes to music and musical education i actually finished my masters in music at northwestern university in the united states and then now i'm finishing off my phd at uh, ucl institute of education but i think along with that something interesting is the fact that i'm sitting as um, executive board member on the international society for music education um this is an organization that's spread over 90 countries which means that it gives us access to these many educators from these many different countries along with that i'm also the india chapter president for nats which is the national association of teachers of singing and this is a 7000 strong network of voice teachers scientists pedagogues um, speech and language therapists across the world and so a large part of the people that come together at the harmony summer vocal intensive i do invite from this pool of people across these different countries who are experts in their field we have otolaryngologists we have um voice scientists we have performance uh, specialists we have teachers from well guildhall royal northern uh, uh, royal college of music we have teachers from all of these excellent conservatories and music universities who come in and offer their expertise at these events and what we're trying to do this coming year onwards that is 2024 season onwards is to actually host the harmony summer vocal intensive at um a place on the island so it could be the Kensington Arts it could be Erin Arts Center it could be Peel Centenary Center so we host it on the island which means people can come in person from the island and attend in person you also have the opportunity to network and all of those other mm-hmm. wonderful things but uh we will have a screen and we will stream online so we'll have teachers connecting in but teachers here from the island as well sharing their expertise all across the world i think that's going to be so very exciting because up until this point it's all been online oh alone yep. but this is the first time that we're going to have a hybrid model of sorts and that means that teachers here on the island and students as well will have the opportunity to interact and network which is i think key to us continuing to grow uh, and how did you first hear of the island yourself well when we decided we wanted to move mm-hmm. i told them we've got two girls who are in uni in uh, england at the moment london mm-hmm. at the moment so we i told them i said put your finger on the map anywhere in the world as long as it's close to a beach <laughs> of course they chose london but then this Naturally. is not <laughs> of course they had to go there because of what they're doing but just general searching around looking around and then i i i initially came here once and i just fell in love with the place and then when they all came over they were like wow this is something else and then we said okay let's explore how we can set our roots down and of course it's been a little back and forth but mm-hmm. we're here now Oh it's terrific it's lovely to see you here so going forward then the harmony music school how is this actually going to work going forward is this going to be as you say a, a, like an online presence or a physical presence or how will it work 
So it's mostly going to be online because what I've seen here, what both Ryan and I have seen here on the island is that there's lots of music happening. And in my talks with teachers as well, we found that there are so many wonderful music performance opportunities for students, which is great. So we don't want to bring something you know, into the mix that already exists. It has to be something new and different where I think this idea of not just offering, uh, you know, teachers from here offering their expertise to people outside, that's one part of the equation, but also bringing in groups from other countries, primarily from India for now, because we're we are from there and we know people from there. So we bring in groups to come and have this sharing of culture, sharing of ideas. And we've also been talking about people from the Isle of Man. So students from the Isle of Man, young children from the Isle of Man going off to other countries or, you know, to India, taking their music and making it relevant in that space. So we've been looking at that as an option as well. So, yes, it's primarily online, but it's also this cultural exchange of sorts that we're looking to um, oversee or curate, if you please. We'll hear more from Sandra and Ryan next week. In the meantime, if you want to find out more, you can go to harmonyintl.im. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Classical Bounce, featuring Maeve Tonge, on clarinet, one of the recipients of the Ros Kelly bursary given annually to young Manx musicians to help further their musical education and experience. I caught up with Maeve, fellow recipient, percussionist Beth Cool, and bursary facilitator Andrew Cole to find out more and hear how young musicians can get involved. Ros Kelly left this bursary after she died to be used to help people interested in studying music uh, intensively on a residential programme over the summer. Um, So anybody who applies for this needs to be between 16 and 21 years of age. Uh, They need to have some idea of which kind of music school they might like to attend across in the UK. Um, So it has the great advantage that it's a residential course with like-minded people studying something that they're hopefully passionate about. And uh, sometimes it's it's cost quite a lot to to pay the course fees and the travel on and off the island. So Ros left this very generous bursary of up to £1,000 per person to cover some of those travel and attendance costs on the music course. So it's been running for about eight years, I think, maybe a little more now. And we've had a wonderful uptake every year. We we did have a, a bit of a backup during the pandemic, uh, where obviously we had to pause it. And so um, in 2022, we had more than the usual number of people go and we, we caught up a bit. 
but uh, but last year the usual two applicants were successful and they're here today to talk to you. We do indeed have Maeve and Beth with us here today. Thanks very much for <laughs> popping up this afternoon. Um, we'll start with Beth. You play a little bit of uh, everything, I think. Guitar, bass, piano, but drums. Drums, your main, main instrument, fair to say? Yeah, I think so at the moment, yeah. And definitely. so you got over to the RNCM for what was it, summer course? What, did, what were you doing there? It was a popular music course. Um, so I didn't really think I was going to go to uni, but after that I um, definitely think I will. Like it, it just gave a great taste of what uh, uni life was like, and I think I really want to. Oh. And so what was the musical experience like then? Was it workshops or attending concerts? or um, Quite a lot of everything, to be honest. It was a lot packed into, what was it, three days, I think? Maybe four days? Um, so there were a lot of, like jamming sessions and stuff and meeting new musicians and just randomly playing in like I think this was the first night that we went to a little a, like a local sort of pub restaurant and had tea there and then afterwards we sort of just put some music together just without like preparing for it which was really good Um nice to see a lot of people's different styles and stuff as well and um, we did we did do workshops for like eat our each each of our instruments, um, so drummers would go to this one tutor and etc. like the other instruments. Um, and they just give us really good advice and little lessons that were quite helpful. Like they were short but um, definitely inspired quite a lot of us I think. Um, and what sort of genres were we looking at? Because obviously with percussion, you know, it covers the whole gamut. You could be yeah. orchestral, it could be pop, sort of pop combo type work, it could be jazz, it could be rock, it could be anything in between. Yeah, there was a lot of jazz, um, which I, I do like jazz a lot, but I've never really even looked at Oh, inspired it, you to, to have honest. a go at a bit of jazz? Yeah, it, it has actually. Um, That's got to be a good thing. Yeah. With like other instruments, I, I, I still haven't done much jazz drumming, yeah. but... Um, yeah, it's made me look into a lot of jazz because a lot of the musicians there really like jazz. Same with the students that are already there that I think are in their fourth year now. Um, they were there helping us with along with the tutors. And Maeve, what about you then? Because your instrument principally is? Um, I play the clarinet. Clarinet? Yeah, so I attended the summer school at Leeds Conservatoire. Um, I really enjoyed it because it was a really varied course, so I got to experience lots of different types of music even though I focus on the classical part. And is that your, again, is that your sort of favourite genre? So Beth was saying she like, quite likes the jazz she was doing. Is, is classical the area you see yourself heading into most? Um, I enjoy both jazz and classical, but yeah. And so what was that, again, was it a similar sort of setup with your school? Was it sort of real mix, sort of, you know, mixing with other people, with other students, doing some workshops, maybe going to a concert or two? How, how did it actually sort of pan out? Yeah, so we were split into different genres of music and then we worked within them. So it meant we got to work in really small groups with tutors, which kind of gave like a one-to-one tuition style. Um, So I enjoyed doing that. And then we all came together and played some other um, pieces and music. And we did lots of varied things. Like we also had a jam night. We um, we put on a performance at the end. And um, a personal highlight for me was we recorded our pieces in a recording studio, which was really interesting, as I'd never done anything like it before. Great. Did you actually go to get to do any recording, Beth, or not, or were you? Um, no, I don't, we didn't do any mm. recording. Um, we did do a performance at the end, though, mm-hmm. um, that we sort of, we were put into groups, 
with just random people and had about three hours one day to just get like five songs together and there were two drummers in our in our group so we'd sort of take turns on doing like different percussion stuff which I've never done but it was really fun um and yeah we just sort of prepared a performance is that scary going in and working you know just having a short window like that two or three hours and just working with other people you've never worked with before not really. I thought it was going to be, but it was quite like everyone was in the same boat sort of thing, so it was quite nice. And was that the same for you then, Maeve? Did you sort of get that where you're sort of suddenly you know, thrown in with a group of two, three other musicians and so, oh, hello, you introduce yourself and then off you go? Yeah, so I was in a group of three as well and we were only given a short time, again, to, um, to, perf- to practice our piece and perform it. So it was really interesting to see how like, we all approached it differently like during the, dif- during the short space of time. Oh, was it the Shostakovich? Was it the classical piece? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Right. And is it different then if it's classical pieces? It's less less improvised. Obviously, you're going from the score. Yeah, it's a lot more. Um, you're reading from the score and less improvisation. Yeah, so working together was really key because we had some parts where we played the same melodies. So making sure they were in time was really important. And you're a good reader. <laughs> um, I'd say the course really helped in my sight reading because we did a lot of it. So yeah. So what were your favourite parts from the course then? Because it sounded like it was quite intense for both of them. You get, there was a lot sort of thrown into it. You got really experienced. To be honest, the people there, just being around a load of people that were into the same stuff as me and sort of had the same passions and ideas as me, it was really good. And um, just having a taste of uni life in general. Mm-hmm. Maeve? Yeah, um, again, I really enjoyed meeting all the different people there. It was really nice to meet people with similar interests. But I also really enjoyed um, recording our piece because it's just something I'd never have the opportunity to do otherwise. Okay, then, Andrew, that's it. we get the gist that it is a lot going on, a lot packed into these short times, and also quite inspirational. You go along maybe not knowing what to expect and come back thinking, yeah, I've got some ideas and certainly maybe breaking down some barriers. If anyone else wants to get this experience, how can they go about applying for the bursary? Applicants have to be between 16 and 21 years old when they apply. They have to live here in the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to be able to demonstrate some musical promise um, through their written applications. Just a short one-sided A4 application explaining uh, what they're enthusiastic about, what inspires them to take their music further. And they they also need to provide a written recommendation from their teacher or their musical mentor or somebody who can vouch for, for what they've said. Um, th- then they just collect uh, an application form from the music service, ideally, or I can email it to them. The email address they should apply through is the the fmyo at gmail.com. So the fmyo at gmail.com or they can write to me at Windmill House, the Curragh Kimberlaff. Um, if they want to know a little bit more or, or find out um, from their own music teachers more about the bursary, uh, they can ask them. If they're, if they're attending a school, uh, their music teacher at school might be able to give them some pointers about which kind of course to have a, have a think about. Or if they have instrument lessons from a peripatetic teacher, they could ask them for recommendations. Um, if they if they don't fit into any particular category, that doesn't bar them from applying. They could they could get some help from the music service, 
or contacting the Friends of Manx Youth Orchestra through the email address I've given. Um, and I, I would just throw out one useful website, which is Summer Schools Info, Summer Schools Info, which is a, a catalogue of everything that's running every summer. And you can search it just by putting in the word drums or the word Harrogate or whatever you want and find out what's what's in that genre or that area. Um, I, I would just say one thing, that it, that some of the summer schools are age limited. Mm -hmm. So depending on the applicant's age, they just need to check that the summer school they're applying for does fit their age range. But I hope you've heard from, from both Beth and Maeve some reasons why that might be important. If I, if I can be a little bit cheeky and ask them a question, which is if you were going to give advice to a, a possible applicant for next year's bursary, what, what would you say be? to them? Do it. <laughs> hey, that's short and sweet. Maeve? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely apply. Um, make sure you choose a course that you will enjoy and, yeah, research it. Finally this evening, you might have heard in recent news streams how a Manx community theatre group, Cloiderin, is currently in California to perform excerpts from a play about the iconic Ramsey-built ship, the Star of India, except they're performing on board the ship itself. It now resides at the San Diego Maritime Museum. Last year, a delegation from the Maritime Museum out in California travelled to the Isle of Man to watch the first performance of the play and invited the players to America for the 160th anniversary celebrations. Authors of the work, Heather Rufino and music maestro Marilyn Cannell, spoke to me at the time about the play, excerpts of which are due to be performed on board the Star of India on the 11th of November. It's sort of set like a docu-musical over time. And um, it's the fisherman of modern day, which is Alex, and um, the two ladies, their sisters. One lives in America in San Diego where the ship is. And the other sister lives in the UK. So she comes over to visit her sister and they both want to come to the Alamance to see where the Star of India was built because the sister lives in San Diego. She loves the ship and everything. So it boils and down to that. It. And they meet this fisherman and they start talking. So they come in and out of the story, uh, sort of narrating it as it goes along. And then with, there's a different scene from what they've said. And it starts back with the launch. It starts with the, the fisherman, the, the shipbuilder, sorry, um, being told that they were going to build this big iron-hulled ship, 205 feet long. And they're quite surprised about this. That's a big task. And then it goes on to the launch when they've built her, the celebrations and her launch. And it also put, gives a little insight to the life of Ramsey then, how it was with um, the fishermen as well as the shipbuilders and the wives and how they lived etc so it goes on to singing about the fishermen as well and then it goes through stories about um, there's a little story about her bell the ship's bell with Euterpe written on it where it was engraved which is still on the ship now because they never changed the name off the bell it's supposed to be unlucky even if she's given a new name and then it goes on to um, the various things it did in its life. Exactly. There's the emigrants, for example, travelling on the ship and how hard it was life. There's the crew. I mean, Captain Story, he was the first, the captain that took her on a maiden voyage and her, the first crew, they were drunken and disorderly. Thrown and in jail. They were thrown in jail because they crashed into a Spanish brig and damaged the ship very badly on a maiden voyage. So they got punished and Captain Story still kept his post. 
he got another crew. But bad luck struck again. They were hit by a cyclone. She got damaged again. The ship, lots of people got sick. And Captain Story got very sick. It's just going through um, some of the important parts that happened. Over her time, for when she was built, she circumnavigated the world 21 times, that, wow, that amazing, ship. amazing, isn't it? And she was, she's beautiful. She's, a, she's absolutely lovely. I've been on board her. She's the only um, iron-hulled iron sailing ship still. And she sails under licence um, about once a year. Wow. Um, because she's no technology on board. She's as she was, as she was re- re- renovated. And um, I'm going to sail on her next year. Oh. <laughs> And I believe a citation from the Isle of Man Lieutenant Governor Sir John Lorimer will also be taken by the group to thank the Maritime Museum for preserving the vessel. That's about it this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst baking your Christmas cake or maybe feeding it? Yes, it's that time already. See you next week. Until then, look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.